This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi maaf nahi karte. Remember when the public pays the public is served and when advertisers pay advertisers served support to keep media independent and free. Please subscribe to News Laundry only Mufat Khors will listen to Chota Hafta. Listening to the Bada Hafta also. Joining us today on the panel, Madhu is still not in town. We have Anand Vardhan, one of our most brilliant original thinkers and writers. Soft-spoken as well. Soft-spoken. Anand Ranganathan, the roguish <laughs> gunda who pretends he's my, not. My reputation proceeds. Your reputation proceeds. Don't do my name. And uh, our very own Manisha Pandey, whose Hello. piece I hope you've read. I'm Abhinandan Sekhri and on the phone line with us is Siddharth Vardarajan, founding editor of The Wire. Before he started The Wire with M.K. Venwans Dar Bhatia, he was editor at Hindu. He's won the Ramnath Goyanka Award, Journalist of the Year. He's taught economics at NYU and journalism at the University of California, Berkeley, where there was a lot of violence recently because they didn't want some people to speak. Uh, but I'm guessing Siddharth didn't have anything to do with that because he was busy here. Vardarajan, he was for Times of India. Mr. Rangana, uh, Anand Vardhan tells me he's also been in the Times of India and he's also edited a book which is about, wait for it, 2002 Gujarat riots, titled Gujarat, The Making of a Tragedy. Thank you for joining us, Siddharth. The things to discuss today are the raids on NDTV that we'll start off with. Then we have, you know, Trump walking out of the Paris Climate Agreement. We have a short discussion, hopefully, on what's happening in Madhya Pradesh with the farmers dying in police firing as it now appears. And also, um, The Wire's beef with Times Now and Arnab and why they find their way uh, into getting bashed every now and then on their prime time. That and lots more. Sid, do you want to go with something that was spectacularly good or bad in the media this week? Or should we first ask you about why you are making prime time news as in The Wire every other week? <laughs> ask me anything. <laughs> okay, so this... I read the piece, the General Dyer piece. That is what was the primetime debate on Times Now right. and Republic. Am I right? Or were there any more? Have I missed anyone? You know, I got a call from Newsax saying they wanted to debate it, but I, uh, I mean, that, that they were planning to, and they wanted to reach reach out to Partho Chatterjee, but I don't know if they mm. finally did it because I don't, you know, I don't make a habit of watching these channels, quite frankly. Right. So far be it from me to assume that one piece in a in a publication is the voice of the publication. Uh, considering at News Laundry we are disagreeing with each other so much but in your view is that a fair comparison or an unfair comparison no, I think over the, com- the top well we have to understand what is the comparison that he was making right so Partho Chatterjee a lot of people have uh, either willfully or out of ignorance uh, assumed or spoken as if uh, Parthoda is comparing the incident of Jalliyawala Bagh in other words the killing of uh, more than 300 people which he describes in vivid detail at the start of his article, with the uh, human shield incident involving Major Lithul Gogoi, whereas what he's comparing is not the incident itself, but the rationalization of the use of, you know, the, the whole, the, the logic of military necessity and hmm. what it tells us about how somebody who invokes that logic uh, feels about the people uh, that he's dealing with. So uh, essentially he was comparing the testimony of General Dyer before the Hunter Commission and the interview that uh, General Rawat gave to PTI and drawing uh, what he felt were uh, disturbing similarities in terms of the logic and approach of these two uh, generals. And I think that I think it was a, 
uh, it was a fair comparison. It was uh, very, uh, I think, soberly stated. And uh, he uh, perhaps more than once went out of his way to say that he's not comparing the motives of the two generals. Uh, he says, in fact, it would be unfair to say General Rabat is driven by the same consideration as General Dyer. So you, you have a scholar making an argument, a historical argument, uh, going out of his way to uh, write it in such a way that it, what he says should not be misconstrued, but then people hmm. willfully or deliberately or out of ignorance have misconstrued what he wrote. So let me throw that to the panel. Do you think one can draw in a comparison like this and not expect what that person is most well-known for to be the overwhelming uh, context of the entire discussion. Who do you want to go? Manisha, Anand, Ranga or Vardhan? Who wants to go with this first? I'm hoping everyone's read the piece before I'm discussing something no one's read. Have <laughs> you guys done your homework I, I, and come? I haven't read the piece, but oh, I did come follow. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> you slackers, I, too many slackers in your But I followed the prime time debates. Sorry. The, voice, <laughs> the, the, the nation, the nation wants to know why you haven't read that article. I I read I followed all the prime time debates on it. In my well, defense, but that I wouldn't have helped you understand I, what it's about, to me, uh, <laughs> No, I I to me the I just looked at the headline actually and the. Picture. It seemed a little excessive, the comparison to me, but I haven't read the piece. I have to actually read the piece. But I do think it's not worthy of being primetime debate material. I mean, it is an op-ed, even if it was an exaggerated comment or whatever, a comparison between general dialogue. Actually, I want to get back to this about wire and primetime. I have one quick question on Siddharth on that, but first let's just finish on this piece. Then I, I'm, I'm curious as to this... Uh, uh, wire being hauled over coals every now and then by Republic or Times now. I, I want to know the history there. But first, Anand, have you read the piece? Yeah, I read the piece. Okay. And uh, uh, I mean, firstly, let me say that uh, the author had and Wire had complete, uh, in my opinion, it was completely justified to publish it. So hmm. freedom of expression, they can, you know. Hmm. and uh, yeah, Because this is showing in the context of a lot of people say that why did they publish and, it? Yeah, exactly. You right. know, because I mean, a lot of the discussion, in fact, most of the discussion, how the hell should this piece be published? Hmm. So that's absolutely preposterous. Hmm. Uh, and also, uh, it is a fact that Siddharth agrees, uh, being the editor, he agrees with uh, the piece. Hmm. But even if he didn't, hmm. uh, I for one feel he should have published it, right. which, which is fine. So let's get that out of the way. Second thing, personally, I found the rationale. So basically, um, it was not, as Siddharth correctly put it, it was not the comparison between what happened at Jallianwala Bagh, but rather the rationale that General Dyer gave uh, with what the Indian Army did. I, uh, having read the piece and having read the rebuttal of Makaran Paranchpe that uh, I think was published in DNA hmm. and in Delio as well, I found the, the rationale comparison uh, preposterous. And I'll, I'll explain to you why. You see, Partha was not the first person to actually bring this rationale. Interestingly, it was brought into the public domain about two weeks ago, by or maybe three weeks ago, by, um, I forget the name, he's another Wire columnist, I think Omar, Omar Ahmed. Is that right, Omar Ahmed? Is, uh, so he tweeted, he had a tweet thread where he was the first one, according to me, he, he brought forth this rationale. I think he's the same person who said RSS... Uh, uh, ideologue should not be invited to the Jaipur literature. I mean, he wrote a piece on that. Hmm. Then he also said, if you have a problem with my religion, then not me, but you are the bigot. Hmm. So, you know, uh, and then he said the general dire thing. So at that point of time as well, I understood that he's not talking of the the massacre, but rather the rationale. Hmm. And it has been rebutted. You know, I mean, obviously you cannot compare, and especially if you look at your interview with the Lieutenant General uh, Panag, 
hmm. uh, you know the news laundry interview yes. where i also um, i verbatim quoted him made a transcript of it right says had had this been brought to my knowledge it is a non sop it is not a standard operating procedure right. and you would have and i would have yeah i would have said this will not happen you again you positioned your response yeah. accordingly so this has never happened before and i don't know but i'm hoping that this would not happen again and if you go by the see we are all going by uh, the person who was tied to the jeep hmm. is saying that you know he was he was innocent the other version also has to be we don't know which one is the truth hmm. but the army is saying he was not innocent he was stone pelter and the uh, as it transpired the uh, the events uh, did not lead to any loss of life it in fact left you know led uh, the people to escape a mob or whatever it is so i think the comparison or the rationale which this uh, you know murderer psychopathic murderer general dyer gave with this event mm. or the people who i won't say sanctioned it because you know it wasn't it was just a spur yeah. of the moment thing but so that is okay. what i think mr vardhan have you read the piece yes okay uh he writes that like that means mm. uh, pathachetaji um, in our university education his uh, his writings are recommended readings for a lot of courses hmm. and uh, that is the way um, he presents his scholarly arguments hmm. and um, uh, co- um, incidentally or coincidentally uh, my ma dissertation was a critique of his work Oh really? <laughs> Parthet- How interesting. Partha Chatterjee. So, um, uh, uh, yes, as, an, as a scholarly argument, he has uh, all right to be given a space everywhere. Uh, I don't uh, agree with him for the precise reason that uh, it was serial uh, position of an army commander and uh, the people who they, he sees as a nuisance may be the same, but the quality of the danger may be different. Hmm. so uh, mm, uh that way i don't agree with uh, him but that's all right he he has he is entitled to his opinion that's okay right. now um siddharth yeah just uh, quickly uh, i mean i'll just add my bit sorry uh, i i do think um the one big problem that i saw in general rawat while i also wouldn't make that comparison but i probably wouldn't make that comparison to be safe i think what it'll do is it overshadows the argument it's trying to make sometimes you can be making a very good argument but if the uh, if the analogy you take is uh, the optics of which are over the top it kind of weakens your argument that's the reason i might may not have made the argument but yeah. the problem with what general rawat is saying is like i think what anand what you said that the relationship between an army and the enemy is not the same as relation between the army and your people and this i'm telling you i've heard from people who train in the varangte i've said this earlier the jungle warfare training school where they train how to deal with maoists and stuff they say that we were We, you are taught how to deal with an enemy in which there are no prisoners you destroy and you decapitate you do what you got to do that is not how and that is why now they have a new way of teaching when you are taking on your own people so and i think general rawat in his communication has kind of erased that line which is problematic even if you take the new modules of training within the military that i am aware of are different when dealing with your own people and when dealing with an enemy yeah and you know on general rawat i would say i mean he's he gave an interview to cnn that did not quote him fully mm-hmm. in fact and then it went on that he's saying well your ar- army you have your peop- you know uh, he said something along the lines of your people have to be scared of the army or mm-hmm. something like Correct. that what he actually meant was i mean the full quote was that the people who are against mm-hmm. who are actually the troublemakers they have to be afraid of the army or something right. like that you know but he is not 
yeah, let me put it this way, he's not, he's a departure from the earlier generals hmm. in that he's not being politically correct in making his statements. I would put right. it that way. Hmm. Uh, maybe angst has to do with it or I don't know what has to, maybe his, you know, internal or nature maybe or, or characteristic. Maybe times or we live in, Anand. Times, yeah, whatever. So, you know, it's, it's okay. bound to throw up a lot of counter uh, no. arguments. Siddharth, uh, just, I'll, let you go in another five seven minutes. Two quick things I want to discuss with you. One is wh what is why is Wire and always uh, the crosshairs of uh, the the two nationalistic channels. <laughs> what, is there something we should know? Is some history that we are not aware of? As I say, in uh, I, th I think in some villainous uh, characters uh, dialogue, बहुत यारा लगता है. See the I think you know the the I suppose it it goes back to um, the JNU uh, JNU incident of last year. Hmm when we called out uh, times now and a couple of other channels for having shown uh, on their channel you know having having telecast uh, portions of, of a fabricated video right and uh, actually uh, the irony is that uh, until that point i had excellent relations with arnab goswami oh i see okay and yeah yeah i mean i knew him from his days when he was uh, at ndtv and uh, you know he would often try to persuade me to come on times now so did you guys I go, to go I used to go that often because I found hmm. just too many guests and too much of cacophony. Right. But he but he called me after uh, my piece appeared when I called out these three channels to say, hmm. you know, you made a mistake and that we didn't show it and I prevented Sambit Patra from showing it. Hmm. Uh, now, since I was relying on uh, a colleague slash researcher's input for uh, the fact that I mentioned Times Now, I gave him the benefit of doubt and without cross-checking. I promptly issued a correction and we, we took out Times Now's name. I remember that. And uh, he promptly went to town uh, saying that, uh, you know, The Wire has apologized, Diego. At which point, uh, uh, a couple of the other channels that I had called out uh, reached out to me saying, look, what is this? Why are you fingering us and you're letting them off the hook? Whereas they very much showed it. And one of them sent me a YouTube link where um, uh, Sambit Patra shows this clip on, on his iPad uh, after the clearly audible encouragement by Arnav Goswami, where he says, show the clip, show the clip, show right. the clip. So we then uh, revised our correction and I did put out a fresh story this time and I was angry that a man whom I had trusted and taken on good faith had lied to me. Hmm. And uh, after that, um, they uh, tried to send a legal notice. We sent them a legal notice and that was the end of that. Uh, fast forward now to when he leaves Times Now and starts Republic which uh, is essentially uh, a channel or a business venture of uh, uh, an NDA politician called hmm. Rajiv Chandrasekhar. Hmm. Uh, and uh, when we, like News Laundry and uh, News Billet and Indian Express, did a story hmm. on the, the finances of News Laundry, uh, of uh, Republic and what this might mean for the editorial tonality of the channel, we got slapped with a unheard of, unprecedented, uh, you know, uh, defamation come, uh, you know, oh, right, okay. from a bank yes. court. Oh, I see. Okay, right. So that's for the essentially, for essentially putting out information that was already in the public domain, saying that, sure, no. you know, yeah. Chandrasekhar is the owner and questioning what kind of voice Republic would have. Right. So Arnab was then asked when he appeared on Reddit that, look, you say you represent free media, independent media. So why are you, why are you party to um, a, a lawsuit against, against the wire? Hmm. Uh, which is a question he refused to answer. He refused to answer that question even before he accepted an interview with Man's World. But he prom he then proceeded to attack uh, attack me personally and attack The Wire. So, uh, uh, so, so they that's, see that's, us as the enemy for some reason. That's the background. So, uh, by the way, yeah. that was Manisha's story, um, the uh, story on the ownership 
and that's and, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So 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 yeah. we kind of referenced uh, Manisha's work as well as uh, yeah, some of the yeah. work that uh, had appeared in. Right. I think it was um, this uh, this guy who joined Express from Caravan, Christian Kortik's Christians, work. Christians, correct. And if and, I can, and, if I can uh, add there, sorry, all sorry the information Siddharth. we had about about uh, Rajiv Chandrasekhar's companies and potential conflicts of interest were drawn from these two sources. So right. we found it interesting that the lawsuit is against us. Yeah. Uh, for for merely reproducing information that you guys are already put out. Uh, Anand, you were uh, saying? Yeah. No, I'm, I was saying. I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, Manisha's I was was the only story mm. that got Rajiv's point of view as well. Yeah, we had asked yeah. him for. In fact, his uh, his office also wrote back to us. So um, and it, now just to wind up, and uh, you can go after that, uh, Siddharth. Uh, regarding these uh, raids, because we're going to be discussing that in a little more detail after you're gone with just the news yeah. laundry panel, uh, the CBR raids. Uh, w- what is your problem with it, and why? Uh, do you think there's the merits and demerits of it? If you think there is, there are two sides, or you don't think there are two sides, what what is your position on this? No, I think it's uh, it's. There's no doubt in my mind that this is malified. This is this is vindictive. It's a vendetta. This is action which uh, seems completely out of proportion with the. Uh, stated offence that uh, is being investigated, and as more and more details are emerging, and people are passing the FIR, even those who were initially, uh, you know, saying that well, the CBI may after all have a case, are now, you know, reflecting and feeling that well, things don't look so so solid or robust after all. So I think that you know uh, more details of this will emerge, but uh, the you know for a for a uh, supposed loss of 48 crore, uh, you. Um, you know, uh, the fact that they go after a company, I think it would not have happened if NDTV was not a media company. Sure. And if NDTV was not the kind of media company that it is. Right. And I find it odd that, uh, in fact, the, the piece that what we have raised in our, uh, we quoted Vishwajit Bhattacharya, uh, who is the lawyer, former ASG, uh, who was saying that he finds it very odd that you have the conspiracy involving uh, and you're, you're searching the, 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 the bosses of NDTV uh, and not opening any investigation against the, the big bosses of ICICI. Uh, the big, the biggest of whom uh, is now sitting in Shanghai as the government of India's nominee to the BRICS Bank. Yes. So fact, if there was indeed this kind of a conspiracy, and, and uh, one more, the- and one more name missing is which Manisha, if I think your story is up on News Laundry, is the maze of companies that have actually that the complainant has accused of laundering money are traced back to you know the big R. Yeah. So yeah, I, see, I'm wondering absolutely. if a CBI team will show up at Antilla sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, so I think that you know, it's there's, it's pretty clear to me that uh, uh, you know you would have this, and I would say that it's not a coincidence that you know the you have no less a person than the Minister of Information and Broadcasting uh, trying to whip up mob, mob hysteria against an article in the Wire, and, and you have a raid against uh, NDTV. So definitely, what the, the signal going out from this government is that you know we we want people who. Uh, uh, you know, there's a phrase in Hindi, bhajan mandali. So we mm-hmm. want media to be like a bhajan mandali and those who refuse to conform to this and who insist on asking questions uh, or who don't toe the line, uh, you know, please watch out. Yeah? So I think that it's essential that people across media, you know, setting aside whatever differences they may have, you know, we all, every, every media individual and organization, you know, we all have our own angularities and, you know, uh, uh, I think we need to set that aside and, uh, you know, uh, I haven't had the best of relations with uh, Pranoy Roy ever since I did a piece on how they uh, blacked out um, Peter Dambaram's interview. interview. Right. Uh, but you know, for me, this is a very clear case of uh, the government being being vindictive. Right. Thanks, Siddharth, for joining right, us. I, I'm really sorry to leave you early, and that, I, I will. I promise one day to come and you know do the full uh, thing in your studio and do the full. Go yes. The full until part. then, we'll just request audiences to pay to keep news free because when the public pays, the public is served. And address where address served. If you don't like our work, or even if you do, do subscribe to the Wire. 
who is also a public funded news organization which is how they should be thank you siddharth and on your on my, i will reiterate for your listening audience to donate generously to news laundry to keep your thank independent you. journalism thank you scratch my back i scratch yours right hamara nexus kayam rahe all right bye siddharth okay so let's start with anand vardhan anand you've seen uh, I, i actually i don't know if you've seen but there has been all sorts of articles about the ndtv raids uh in fact swaraj has carried two or three i just read uh, jaggi's latest piece today um i saw half post piece i saw the international pieces one of them which i think was a bit over the top what is your view is it and i also saw ravish's show regarding that what do you think have you read the complaint have you read the fir would you be as harsh on the media as many others or would you be as harsh on any tv as others Okay, means uh, the financial aspect of it, I have not gone into the intricacies of it, the maze of companies and that. But uh, mm, uh, two, three things. Means uh, first, uh, media professionals as well as uh, politicians have an exaggerated view of their importance. Means uh, for politicians, uh, what is their perception in media? and uh, media professionals suppose say ndtv which should list bother the politicians because it is at the lowest rung of viewership uh both in english and hindi second is that uh, what has ndtv done which should bother the government it has not carried out any hard hitting expose i have not seen any investigative reporting which should have uh, hit the government where it hurts except some critique of its social policies like klaus kaus gora chucks and this so uh, to see a conspiracy theory may well be grounded in some facts maybe it would be the reflex action of a politician who uh, has uh, some scores to settle with it but the danger uh, that uh, or the sense of victimhood that ndtv is carrying is uh, not in proportionate to the danger it is capable of posing so what about the danger the government is capable of posing on it even that you don't think is it sub substantial because the sense of victimhood will not be from what danger they can pose to the government the sense of victimhood will be what danger the government can pose to the organization okay i am coming to that before 1975 media was a conglomerate of stenographers uh, it was pandit nehru uh, said it was jute press to uh, refer to the jute mill ownership of many media owners including the times of india which had jute mill in bihar as well as i think in bengal also anyway so uh stenographers in fact this times of india hyderabad resident editor kinsuk nag has written a piece that the stenographers in pre 1975 era did did well did better than the journalists because they could take notes better so uh so uh, now 1975 the adversarial relationship between the government and media is there there is a tendency in media professionals to 
somehow uh, go back to that mode of thinking because that gives them a sense of importance that we are taking on the government. Now, the kind of, uh, from a normal, uh, from a point of view of uh, an average news consumer, the diversity that uh, I can see in, uh, in news reports, in uh, 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 newspapers as well as the, in the digital space to talk of censorship or bhajan mandli as siddharth was pointing out is anachronistic in this digital age so uh, to give this uh, uh, metaphor of emergency coming back and this is a bit alarmist rajdeep said this i while releasing his book said that uh, uh, modi wants to make india singapore and where journalists are arrested until that he has not been arrested i don't know why so uh, so uh, yeah but no my question was is the danger the government danger the government poses a sense of victimhood will come from what they can do they can do women so uh, uh, it may be there but it's exaggerated because the diversity the very uh, fact that we are debating here hmm. means that there is still a lot of a space for diverse views for contrarian views for criticism hmm. anand sir ranga uncle yeah see <clears throat> i think this story uh, i've has made me think quite a lot and i'll tell you why because it has delved into an area which i normally hate which is gray Hmm. So I've had to, <laughs> I've had to think no. about this, and I'll explain to you uh, why. Because I saw your tweets on the first day. On three or four, uh, I haven't uh, seen them yesterday. Three or today. four angles. Hmm. First is as far as um, morally, ethically, um, uh, you know, I find NDTV to be the most one of the most corrupt organizations, and it is not just the fact that I've made this view uh, over the past week or past day or something. I've made this view. factually or otherwise having it's like you know uh, you watch your son growing up so i have watched ndtv grow up over the last 10 years you know it's not like one event happens and you can comment on it mm. this is 24/7 so you get an opportunity to look at the irrationality of the logic at which they with which they criticize things or which they praise things so it is a is a the at the atmospherics which is a word that you know a lot of ndtv journalists like using the atmospherics of ndtv is that it's morally and ethically uh, according to me again i stress one of the most corrupt organizations now as far as financially is concerned i am in no position to you know comment except to make a view on whether uh the government is going after them which is precisely the question or about the press freedom or mm. should it or not now why is this gray it is gray because uh if you see if anybody a law enforcer sees something unlawful or it is brought to that person's notice like a police station you launch an fir okay and then you try and investigate now the problem is now that is entirely a legal that's a legal process and that has to happen you cannot deny you cannot say that look you're not doing it to that person see uh, you know unequal application of law is not a defense right. you know ambani ko chhod rakha hai adani ko chhod rakha hai mujhe kyon pakda hua hai tumne so that's one thing now why is it gray because i've been shouting from the rooftops ever since uh, jetly and you know and others made a promise as you remember india against corruption 2011 that they will make cbi independent hmm. and they haven't also lokpal okay so when you when you have an organization which is a caged parrot 
only thing that has changed is the shoulder. Earlier it was UPA shoulder, now it is NDA shoulder. On what basis can you say that this cannot be? You know, on on what basis can you be absolutely certain that this is not it's a vendetta? Motivated, sure enough. At the same time, somebody has to investigate. Right. So you cannot just say, look. This uh, so I you know it's like stuck in the middle and this is grey for me. Ah. So I want things to be investigated, but at the same time I cannot be certain that this is not a vendetta. But uh, before I get to Manisha, just yeah. one question: When you say you find it ethically and morally the most corrupt, as compared to who? Oh no, I mean I'm not saying it is the most. I'm saying one of the. And let me add here. So which one would you say is not? I mean, if uh, all of them networks, are. All of them so are. So would you say it's an outlier among them, the, or is it? As good as the rest, it or is, is it an outlier? It is as bad as the rest, possibly worse, because I have grown up with it, and okay. at one point of time, as I have admitted in my piece, I, you know, I respected Pranay Roy. But I'm talking right. of the 80s. <laughs> then this thing of you know corporate corporate corporatization <laughs> of media, okay, happened, and then they want to make money, whatever be the reasons. Now you see one important point I want to make. Uh, a on the press freedom thing. Not a day goes by when News Laundry, Wire, Scroll, host of other media organizations blast go after the Modi government. Okay, to suggest that there is an emergency, which Praveen Swami and other people are saying, is just absolutely as someone from East London would say, bollocks, mate. Okay. Mm. Now the the other the second point is that what you're seeing with NDTV today, I'm absolutely certain that if not if sorry when. BJP goes out of power. Okay, I you know it is mm. going to happen. Uh, Republic will be under the same thing. Mm. Now this this thing of uh, uh, you know uh, this uh, kind of a front that many business people are making of having media, you know, so intertwined with their business interests, is what is an ingenious trick because media happens to be the first defense. So in the sense now you immediately you've seen four uh, you know op-eds in foreign journals saying oh this is attack on press freedom. No, I'm sorry, this is a business. This was a you can say, but uh, but okay. NDTV is different from the rest because Pranoy is the only proprietor whose entire business comes from news media. Whether it is any of the others, that is one of the many industries which is also not the most profitable. Whether it is Z, whether it is IBN, where Reliance, so it's pocket change for them, um, and I'd say Arunpuri, Arunpuri and Pranoy Roy are two media moguls whose business is media. It is right. not that mills chaldi hai, ye chaldi hai. Started, they started. They started. Right? Abhi bhi unka aur koi interest hi nahi hai na. They, mm-hmm. It's not like they are developing projects or parts of not developers ke saath kuch kar rahe hain. Right. You know, jaise Sahara, Ambi Valley bhi chala rahe. These it's are two. But you see, it's like it's like but the point is, it's as Kumi Kapoor said. Made his money by exporting. You see, the point is, it's, a pub, rice it's is, not is, a private company anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, but, so no, but it's what not I'm that. Is, so we the, have Oswal owning shares. Yeah, yeah, but own I, shares. Yeah, but then you have. You, you can know, own shares, yeah. but majority the, shares are not held by Pranaroy anymore. Between him and Radhika, yeah. they still own the company with a majority stake. Hmm. So they are not like others in the sense that others have other interests, and this is one of their interests. Anyway, Manisha, you say a piece. Look, I comment. think first I disagree with Anand. Which Anand? Yeah, this one. <laughs> Next to me. Ranga. Rangana. The Look, one... you have to separate a journalist from the owner. I don't think, I mean, saying NDTV is the most corrupt thing, you're basically saying that journalists working there are corrupt. I'd Look, tomorrow, 
if madhu no. or abhinandan do something i mean it's you know owners are separate from journalists not if when <laughs> madhu or abhinandan <laughs> no suppose you do some bank fraud <laughs> that's not chala. my fault this is not Taku the fault of nikku nikla hai thakur no, it is not the fault of there are, there must be many talented journalists in ngtv as there are in z news it's not the fault that their owners are up to a lot of shady stuff yeah, so you must make that distinction between owners and journalists i don't blame the journalists at ndtv what have they done they're earning i mean some of them are very talented some of them are doing great news gathering and journalism what pranoy and radhika did is you cannot hold them responsible for it owners are separate from journalists i wasn't talking of their financial no but thing. when you say that ndtv is the most corrupt it's the most abhorrent no, it's I, not I, i made a distinction pranoy between and financial radhika. and their what content I, yeah okay. content so i'm um, anyway i think hmm. Hmm. one should separate the two hmm. now yeah. what is the case here let's let's just talk about this particular case that cbi has acted on firstly it's an 88 page fir only one page is the cbi hmm. the rest is a complaint by this person called sanjay dath who was a financial consultant with ntv and he heads a stock broking firm the, his contention is first there are two sums of money he's talking about a 48 crore loss to icci ICI, and he's talking about a 400 crore benami money hmm. which is saying icici plus these benami people plus pranoy laundered yeah they got together you can read more about that in manisha's piece yeah, that's on newslaundry.com his contention is that uh, icici made a loss of 48 crore even even though they knew that pranoy could pay they didn't ask him to pay the whole amount i think a the case this case when you read the fir it is something that an ed or an it, merits an ed and it investigation i don't know what cbi is looking for if you're looking for corruption it's a very tough case to it's really like you'll have to get into the minds of those in benami fact, manisha if i can quickly interrupt mm-hmm. what you say in fact why I, i read the wire piece as well as gurumurthy's uh, you know tweet he says that uh, don't make the mistake of this being just the only thing that cbi is targeting sure. yeah so they are going to connect it to a host of other things yeah, you know for sure, example the loan the, was taken yeah. the 192 clauses of bank regulation act were violated sebi was not informed they're going to link but it but sebi not yeah but again that's the uh, sorry manisha finish so but that what will happen but is cbi that, can't act on a bhujia they have to act on a specific yeah. charge cbi is looking at corruption whether icici ndtv that is pranoy roy and radhika roy and benami people that benami people read right up to mukesh ambani when you look at the trail it goes up to mukesh ambani and the owners of eminent who's a board director and geo did these people together collude to cause a loss of 48 crore to icici because essentially he's not talking about a haircut he's not saying aap kam paise pe settle hoge he's saying pranoy ke paas paisa tha everyone knew paisa tha fir bhi paisa bank ke paas wapas nahi aaya to prove this it's a really damn tough and for that I you mean, have to bring in the reliance have, angle you have to talk about mukesh ambani you have to talk about eminent you have to talk about uh, the chairman of icici the management of icici who were the people if there was a deal struck what was the deal who was involved and of course you have to talk about pranoy and radhika and i i don't think it's this is the wrong case to screw ndtv over if the government wants to screw them over and if Because they have a case the corruption is very weak but there is an ed there is an it angle for sure plus there are two other cases going on yes. one with rbi the R- the, and the other with the no, tax no the rbi thing. there's a sebi case and there is an ed yeah. inquiry happening on fema on fema violation what i'm saying is the problem that i have with guru murthy and a lot of people claim guru murthy and when they you know tweeted the article you tweeted the article i had disagreed mm. with jaggi on that mm. that he's this high priest of once he said something अरे जीनियस ने बोल दिया है इवन स्वामी इज अ जीनियस अपना हार्वर्ड वाला स्वामी बट ही इज फकिन लूनी मैन आई मीन ही सेज मुस्लिम्स हैव टू अक्नोलेज दैट वी आर हिंदू एंड सिस्टर ओनली देन यू विल टू वोट 
just because you're a genius in one field because you can balance a book as an accountant doesn't mean you know fuck about anything else i mean no, you can be a, I mean, that so, goes without no, my saying my point is that if you think someone is horrible you can't say ye bada bhanda sa log hai chal isko andar karte hain kuch na kuch is par nikal aayega that's not how law works and unfortunately that is the logic people are saying it is justified to get ndtv on now did ndtv take a collateral without informing sebi which is a violation well unless one season in writing one can say yes they probably did because i haven't seen them say that yes we informed sebi wo chal raha hai unka that is an offense that is punishable by a fine it is not a criminal offense cbi has no place there if there's a fema violation the ed has to do that and of course that also who is it the money from nbc the chairman of whom mr modi was sitting with now i doubt nbc will do a routing of money but fine they can but for the cbi to say we will the complaint that they have gone in with that complaint talks about these other people which are the shell companies which go back to reliance aap ki paisa kiska hai shell companies ka conduit kon hai icic or pranoy if you take his तो पहला रेट कहा होना चाहिए प्रोने क्या कि रिलायंस मतलब पैसा किसका है बस एज पर आई थिंक टू नॉट सी वेन डेटा इन दिस वन वुड हैव टू विलिंगली नॉट सी इट बिकॉज इवन गोइंग बाय दिस कंप्लेट फॉर गेट एवरीथिंग एल्स देव गोइंग बाय दिस कंप्लेट दिस कंप्लेट इवन द कंप्लेनेंट सेज द मनी बिलोंग्स टू दोज शेल कंपनीज वेर डू दोज शेल कंपनीज लीड वी ब्रोक दैट स्टोरी वाई डिड द फर्स्ट रेट नॉट हैपन एट एंड टेलर सो आई मीन even jaggi's written finally you know i'm glad you know he saw it for it that guru swami speech and uh, uh, manisha has had the good fortune of uh, uh, meeting mr shivastava of the it department who's who mr mr guru what's his name guru murthy that honest and courageous man i've had the good opportunity of talking to that honest and courageous man manisha has interviewed him it's on our website you can see it let the people decide on a scale of 0 to 10 on honesty courageousness and sanity Now, no, uh, if you're saying that is my Trump card, and usne bol diya to bas hai hi hai, dude, really? No, okay. So let me, you know, I I saw your tweets, you know, with Jaggi thing, and of course, one doesn't go by, uh, you know, the stature of the man. And as Guru Murthy himself was saying, I've been, uh, uh, you know, in 25 years, been the CA, and you know, I've done this, and I'm. It's okay, fine, that's great, but one goes by facts. Now, to be honest. साला टीवी पे काम करना ही मुश्किल है अब ये टैक्स के चक्कर में और दिमाग खराब हो जाएगा सो आई बीन रेकिंग माई ब्रेन फॉर द लास्ट टू डेज आई हैव अ वेरी लिमिटेड अंडरस्टैंडिंग बट आई कुड सी फ्रॉम एंड इन फैक्ट लेट मी ऑल्सो पुर इट ऑन रिकॉर्ड दैट क्रिश क्रिश इज कैरावैन पीस आई फाउंड इट मच मोर ऑब्जेक्टिव ऑब्वियसली देन गुरु मूर्ति that they are not completely off the record okay so it's not that he is completely uh, uh, you know yeah, but, dismissed shrivastava yeah, but shrivastava's allegation so but shrivastava makes several allegation one he said that one particular person who was the wife of uh, you know abesar yeah. was that she favored them and therefore it led to them saving whatever 2 crores mm. the other is that 5000 crores were laundered right uska na sir hai na pe kiske 5000 crore kahan se aaye uska ab fir wo hai ki jeth malani who is defending kejriwal right now he was the one who actually charged chidambaram in fact he wrote you know he was the one who actually took this 5500 crore rupee thing that you know he said chidambaram ne ghotala ke ye hai wo hai so it's basically uh, shrivastava's word more than gurumurthy's uh, email exchange was taken by jeth malani and chidambaram said sure, and then jeth malani said why are you investigating you are in charge of home ministry but i'm saying that piece of gurumurthy is not a 
अ जर्नलिस्टिक पीस और अ स्टोरी विद एनी लिंक्स इट इज़ जस्ट कि भाई हम गुरुमूर्ति हैं और हमने कह दिया सो हम कह दिया अब सब मान लो ये करेजस है वो अच्छा है वो बुरा है वो गंदा है वो साफ so है you know some evidence that has been backed up by jesh malani that has been backed up by few other people and that is corroborated by the caravan piece by krish it's not that it's completely devoid of facts no, no, so i'm not, not i'm know. just saying but other than so yeah so uh, other no, than the let's, two let's keep the hero worship away you know guru murti no, has but, this formidable reputation and people are saying no, that look even the piece itself anand hmm. other than the mails that he has the rest of the piece like page 3 onwards that piece is just guru murti's rant there's well, there's no facts to it after that there was one you know this thing about that um, pranay uh, th- their email exchange and That's the like pwc in the first two pages yeah no the, before that the pwc uh, emails that he brings to the fore saying that the government allowed ndtv not to put the documents you know the first pages of the documents in 2013 whereas the ed had so they are verifiable Sure. The ED had asked, exactly. you know, so them to put the thing. Exactly. They did not. But what I'm in saying 2003. is that by by itself is not compelling. What he's he's tying up all the connections in speculation. Plus, what I what also, in fact, I uh, of course he doesn't follow me and he probably doesn't know who I am or whatever. But I I requested him that the you see he uh, he wrote this thing on New Indian Express. Hmm. Now that all the frauds, alleged frauds that he has mentioned there are in no way connected to. Yeah. I mean, on the on the face of it. So ideally, you should have written about this. A lot of confusion has arisen, and in fact, you can see a But lot of messages coming. But he has about this. In fact, he has spread right. more misinformation Krish, on Twitter. Only Krish has written yeah. about this in Indian Express But because he had written the caravan. But yeah, just yeah. to give so you ideally, you should have written about this But as just well. Just to give you an example, how people feed into this feeding frenzy that this CBI raid happened, that they say, "Nay, you know, ye kya hai, wo kya hai, bhai? Ab CBI raid ki baat karo ya? Ab ye batao, wo raid kyun hui hai? Matlab." you can't make a bhaji of everything by this is not a good person so let's beat him up eh that now secondly on specifically that charge mr gurumurthy himself tweeted this hal all started from brave shrivastava's investigation 2006 ama loan 2009 me liya hai you know he himself maroz any bhanji and all his loonies on twitter start retweeting him so there is no uh, i'm i'm just saying that see there are two or three facts in that gurumurthy story one was the clear conflict of interest when they hired this uh, what's his name yeah yeah and sure. the the, the lady yeah. the tax inspector right okay that is very verifiable mm, right the other is the ed asked ndtv to put you know the first three pages and they got government permission not to put that thing right. shitamram gave that that is verifiable about that 5500 crore thing that is you know of jet malani's proportions okay yeah, I mean, so it's, there it's, either one can believe jet malani or not i am not prepared to put my uh, you know uh, uh, mouth where my or what Whatever the the phrase it goes to believe Jeth Malani or not, but the point is not just on Shrivastava. It is Jeth Malani wrote that alleged no, no, this sent to Chitambaram. Again, anyway, so what I'm saying is verifiable facts are three. You're right. Yeah, and, but the and other thing is, uh, and, and those don't tell you anything. I mean, th- those could be anything. Is is what I'm saying, Manisha. You. Can, I think on the particular CBI case, back to CBI and the ICI correct. thing, what is most interesting, the story for me really here would be, it is true that ICI settling a loan, if they knew. that pranoy had the means to pay back is extraordinary even if it's 40 crores i mean people would say 40 crores bada kam hai look at vijay yeah. malia but there's a stupid comparison i'd like to know what was the kind of coverage ndtv was giving to kamart during 2009 2010 it it seems like this cozy club where people were doing things for each other and that's not always illegal there's not always a criminality to it but there is a cozy club and it'll be interesting to see i'd really like to know 
what was the relationship of Kamat Pranaroy and these Binami guys that go up to Mukesh Ambani? Yeah, exactly. That we what, we know what, one, one relationship. You know, Mr. Kamat was the point. intermediary yeah. between the brothers separating. Because let me also mention, you know, when you had uh, uh, the Oswals owning 14% of NDTV and at that same, in the same year, it came out that the, uh, the director of Oswal actually met the CBI director at that time, Sina, who's now under investigation, mm. maybe is jailed also, mm. I don't know, convicted, 40 times or something like that. Now, one expects NDTV to cover that and say, look, this person is our prominent shareholder. Yeah, That's fun. Again, so, so I'm, no, I'm just talking about the moral aspect. Sure, when you exactly. were asking me, the other thing is Jindal. Now, Jindal owned some of this thing, okay? Now, there was a big halabaloo over 65,000 crores, uh, uh, you know, debt and that uh, the dam project. NDTV did not... So, about the moral, I kept that away. The point is, you you know, by not disclosing things, you also are morally, ethically... Yeah, but what I'm saying is that be. is... Criminality is so black and white. Said, it course, is a black and white. So, my, my concern is the the color that and why I uh, I and just one more point I want to make is I I don't agree or disagree with uh, you know Anand Vardhan on the emergency comparison because mm. yeah, I don't know what it was like by, by then. Madhu tells me it was not very dif- different from now. It wasn't like it came one day. <coughs> Slowly, people would be reluctant to talk in different kind of circles and smaller circles. But I don't know what it was like. I don't know what journalism was like back then. My point is the same thing that I made when people say, are we not a democracy? Are we Switzerland? Are we US? Are we Venezuela? They're all democracies. Are we Brazil? Can we make the national budget through Gram Sabhas and Mohla Sabhas? No, we can't. Are we that democratic? No, we're not. Can we offend anyone and say, fuck you, it is my reason, my, it is my right to offend like America? No, we're not. You know? So what I'm saying is that, is it the emergency? I don't know if it's the emergency. But to think it either is or it isn't. Just because we are sitting here and being able to criticize the government, does, what I'm saying is that doesn't mean anything. Mm, I that could be... Uh, even could, I, even if a, the parallel is not. Uh, NDTV is no Indian Express of 1975. Uh, the, uh, in fact, a lot of... Uh, uh, dis- no, I'm not uh, about NDTV. In fact, a lot of disbelief about the witch hunt is uh, NDTV has contributed to it with radio tapes and all that. So uh, even the dumbing down of news, I think in 2006, uh, Jerry Pinto wrote uh, a piece in the Outlook uh, where it says about uh, NDTV's uh, 9 p.m. programming and it says that, uh, good evening, it's NDTV, I am Karan Johar at 9. Hmm. So, so, uh, so it, it, it should take blame for a lot of bad also that is in media today. So, uh, if if it uh, no, but that's not what I'm, not, what I'm saying is that it has no moral ground that say even if the emergency parallel is there, it is uh, NDTV is no Indian Express of 1970. But I'm not talking about NDTV. I'm talking about your observation of is it an emergency or not? Is, or not. is there so, so? No, what I'm saying is. Um, that you said if it is so restrictive how are we sitting around and talking about how can we criticize the government the point I'm making is that doesn't mean anything this is what nothing to do with NDTV or Indian Express not I'm saying is that was again a metaphor what I'm saying is that it is this can we go as far as a, a Brazil or a US see, as far as Abhinandan, so it is not a black a very and white important question let hmm. me tell you you see what you I, I partly disagree with what you say I think the fact that, as I said, we are discussing this, we have 
you know criticized modi heavily we've called him names a lot of other people have called him whatever i have called him a failure whatever is largely uh, uh, you know uh, kind of disproves this that emergency is there because of course i was also very young as you were but i know from a lot of people that from 1975 to 77 you could not dare to do that okay so that is one thing the other thing is people don't realize this that there are so many laws and so many constitutional amendments that a lot of people do not use but if they use it gives the impression that yes there is emergency okay so we we are lawfully we can lawfully crawl towards an emergency like situation democratically you see what i mean so and this is i think i i'm willing to accept that that is happening now the point is would we blame the government for it the government can say look this is the law you are disturbing my uh, religious sensibilities you have article 191a yeah, you have other, you see yeah. so, so a lot of things that may not the upa may not have applied earlier or it did we don't remember mm. you had 8000 sedition cases they or whatever did, they did. okay they 66a, did 66a they got a new law a, okay so the point is these laws are there for to be exploited and used and a, a part of the uh, the atmosphere of emergency is largely to do with the fact if some if you point out somebody is using it or not so my thesis is this that although i feel we are absolutely free to criticize modi and the government and we have been doing it there is an increasing tendency yes tendency for the government and its representatives to use the laws that we believe as liberals should not be used or should not be there at all okay manisha you have a view before i read the first mail no i think we've covered everything okay on this then we have two three other things one yeah, is i mean on the uh, the raids uh, times now saying amisha is going to pakistan when he was actually going to kerala but we'll just get to that <laughs> <laughs> we'll just get to that this letter is from anup agarwal hi i started following news on very recently and must commend you on the quality of job you guys are doing i may be stepping out of my boundaries by offering you suggestions on your work which i'm sure is an outcome of hard work done by smart people apologies for that i am not taking blame for either hard work or smart people <laughs> that that you guys can um, kya baat kar rahe ho sir kyu tang kheech rahe ho glory of podcast as a general in my view is fading at its best most of its target audience are those who want to fill their daily dead time while running gym commute travel etc having said that an average dead time would typically be 15 20 minutes which i think is the perfect duration for any podcast episode it's quite difficult to pause an episode and get back to it later uh then he goes on to say he loves listening to news laundry but he listens to chota after because it's shorter and therefore you know the dead time is the only time you consume it he says this may be very specific point of view and it may not may not apply to your target audience i don't know it certainly doesn't pass my common sense test as to why would someone sit and listen to more than an hour long discussion if he or she has something else to do well for one it's the something else you have to do more interesting to listen to us talk that's what you have to think about mr anup sorry but um uh, and then he says uh, close line uh, is a classic example of something that's short and uh, without takes up a lot of time it's cut short and it's very good and he also says also if you guys record one hour session at any time maybe record them in such a way that it can be post processed into sub topics labeling an individual episode like hafta 122.1 122.2 that's a very good suggestion from anup agarwal cardiology md dm facc facc is what a foreign contribution act is <laughs> anup sir aap aap bhi kahi kuch yahan ka baal wahan thanks anup for your mail very sweet of you dr saab kabhi mujhe problem ho to zara dekh lena 
but I'll tell you why uh, I personally have a lot of faith in podcasts. You, I don't know where you live, probably Singapore or something, uh, that you live 25 minutes away from where you work. <laughs> I don't know anyone who does, except maybe Anand, who lives quite close to where he works. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, Ranganathan. Otherwise, even though I don't live that far away, I spend easily an hour and a half or two in my vehicle. Really? Yeah, some, if I have meetings. Really? But you live right here, right? Yeah, but I don't just go there. Na. I go for a meeting here, I go for a meeting there. So, in a day, one hour is going to We believe that. <laughs> So it's not, it's not, I know people who live in Noida and work in Gurgaon or vice versa, they spend three hours a day. That's crazy. So, oh, that's crazy. So I'm just saying, um, any other views on podcasts? What do you think? Is, is it is it too long? Because I think podcasts actually consume for longer. Video, you will not consume for that mm. long. Wanna? No, before this, I have, ne- I have never consumed a podcast. Oh, I see. So <laughs> I, I have ne- never listened to a podcast. Probably I will not. So. Okay. <laughs> I'm a hardcore podcast consumer. I'd feature in it, but I won't listen to it. <laughs> no, but all the yeah, podcasts yeah, I, I listen I, to. I listen to podcasts when I'm cooking. Hmm. Uh, because I don't go to gym. Hmm. Of course, that is not a revelation. Or, you know, that's not something <laughs> we're saying. So, I mean, podcast is good when no, you're doing something else. Naturally. Huh? <laughs> but uh, so uh, yeah podcast is good and i you know this two hour thing uh, i think we've discussed this yeah. before you know many people suggested ki ek ghanta karo ye karo karo but it's good you know it's uh, but thanks yeah. for your view uh, anup appreciate it okay now coming to um two things that i want to quickly say and then i you know because we are so i don't know we at least i take uh, I'm, I'm more enthusiastic about trashing z and times now than I am about anybody else so when I see something that is unusual but praiseworthy you must make a point to praise it um, other than Sudhir the other gentleman on Z with the specs and moustache Rohit Sardana Rohit Sardana uh, his show is called Double Dose of Dunke Kichu extra, uh, extra extra strong, strong. <laughs> tal, tal thok tal thok tal thok extra, extra strong, strong. Sambit Patra ki aisi usne bajai really oh. He what said, Aap, Sambit Pata, five farmers died in firing. Sambit Pata said, I will Madhya Pradesh is number two in seed procurement. It is number three in whatever this is. It is number four in this. Is number... He said, What are you talking about? He said, What are you talking about? You have to tell us about it. You have to tell us what the hell? Really? And he, but he Sardana. did not. Sardana yeah, he did not let That's him talk. Amazing. Great. I was, Sardana, you I was like, Dude, you know. <laughs> and I think this is where one has to kind of figure if on every outrage whether it is the killing of farmers or whether it is the um, you know any anything else that doesn't have a other side to it yeah if the media could go at a government it could make such a huge effect so i think it's yeah. praiseworthy uh, and uh, secondly times now are saying kerala <laughs> is pakistan how many of you think this will have any repercussions in times now viewership in kerala no, I but don't tell think me, was this an accidental mistake or was it a deliberate one? <laughs> what, whose? Sardana's? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Hi, touche. Uh, Times Now's. Of Obviously, course, it was I, accidental. Of course, it was accidental. But so, so many people have made such errors before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Small. And also, the guy who's doing it is some person on the desk Anand, doing some you, technical. Anand, are you being. Call? Sorry, Varadhan, Ranganathan. No, no, are you being serious? Are you. Yeah. You, you said no, there's I a mean, possibility that they purposely did that. No, no, I'm saying deliberately. Not, not. No, come on, yeah, they would not. They wouldn't do that. No, Vardhan, no, what won't. is your view? No, no, of course, there are efforts to make it sound like a Freudian slip, but it was not, obviously. Really? So, so, 
no, I'm, oh, I'm not aware no, of I'll tell you what please. my view is I tweeted also that when you your programming exists in the in the this thing of insanity it's bound to happen for example I don't know if it's happened to you if you're really you know caught up with the contract and whatever the mm. names in that contract are someone yeah, walks yeah, into a room yeah, yeah. you refer to that person mm. it's happened to me so often you know that's what's on your mind there words recycling in the head right correct yeah, yeah no har bar to pakistan 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 kar dete hain galti se just automatically they would have written but i'm really impressed with sardana especially because this was this was a horrific incident and on the day this happened uh, times now and republic were not talking about this at all hmm. the farmers that were shot dead in uh, madhya pradesh they were doing their same left they were discussing wire i mean right. a fallout to wire an extent and i'm pretty impressed if z news actually reported on this and took the government spokesperson on it yeah they really did um uh, speaking of um now the firing in madhya pradesh i just saw rahul kamal's tweet and no matter what people say about journalists if i'm to go on twitter i'll still go by journalists because they are at some level accountable he has tweeted that the madhya pradesh government has finally acknowledged that it was police firing after for the first two days saying the police didn't do the firing those five farmers were killed by some rogue element firing hmm. a um i know a few channels did take this up times now completely went on another tangent is congress politicizing it oh my god they do that all the time i want to talk about any party taking up any issue that affects the indian like this whole i've written a piece on this i'll use anand Hmm. Ranga's line. In fact, I had written a. You have to say it with his panache. Yeah, I have to say it. Have in fact, I had written a piece on this. <laughs> Very subtly, you know, slip yeah. it in. That what do you mean by politicizing? A political party will take up an issue that is political, and this is a political issue. It, it impacts people. I know, man. I'm so tired of this. Of course, they will politicize it. Yeah, Rahul Gandhi, Congress, what are they doing? It's so obvious. And what do politicians do? What are they politicizing? You call them to politicize issues. See, the other thing that has happened over the last 24 hours is that. a lot of bjp spokespersons have brought out this statistics saying that in congress times in madhya pradesh under digvijay singh so many farmers were fired at 18 farmers were killed in maharashtra uh, you know five farmers were killed and all now th- this is where i have a problem and you know this is where you can say uh, this is where i say that what about re is a cerebral exercise it should not be dismissed per se now many people would say this is what about re Now the point is, you have a bloody government. You came to power to ensure that you will not do the same mistakes as your previous government was doing. Now you can't, you know, stretch this argument and say that look, those guys did this, so we are going to do this. Sure. Having said that, I do not know the exact situation on the ground, and uh, you know what, what, uh, you know what kind of violence or violent the protests, you know, became. uh i think i've seen some visuals of uh, you know buses being burnt and things of that sort um so i would like to get a uh, you know an objective police person's version as to did the situation really merit this or what actually how how badly did it go out of control hmm uh varun you were saying something yes means uh, the issue can be seen from various angles first the governance angle so let me take from where he was talking that uh, I have talked to many IPS officers about their mob management. So they say that eighty-seven percent of Indian police is constabulary. They—they okay. uh, they are not officers; they are constables. Eighty-seven percent. Eighty-seven percent, and only thirteen percent are, are officers. So How different is that from other police forces across the world? 
No, it's very different. Very different. It's uh, he says that uh, he has he compared means he not many compared with uh, European police services. It's different, and. Uh, mm, so uh, he says sometimes uh, mm, uh, it for police leadership the safety of constables become important because you depend on them it's uh, and uh, they react in a way that you have to sometimes justify so so it was preceded by arson i'm not justifying i'm just saying that nobody can justify this and anyway that is one part of it uh, no uh, second part is uh, uh, the uh, agrarian crisis now uh, you uh, you see you means uh, Ramaswan uh, Swaminathan commission in 2006 it recommended uh, that uh, MSP that is minimum support price that should be 50% greater than the cost of production and this BJP government in its 2014 manifesto had promised to implement it. It has not. And even the Farmers Commission, which Swaminathan headed, it to a degree it had the same formula. I mean, just a minor adjustment, it has not. Now, uh, there are other things also. In Madhya Pradesh particularly, uh, you have a problem of... Uh, a lot of farmers shifting to horticulture and mm. there is a uh, crisis of overproduction mm. and uh, people not getting fair prices and uh, well, at some level the market will determine the price i mean you can't completely no, but they have this uh, uh, that um, mm, APMC mechanism where they have Mondays ah, Mondays uh, uh, but the licensing there one of the promises was that licenses would be uh, made more lenient you cannot freely trade right so only when uh, you give licenses to more traders who can uh, uh, have wholesale or retail trade then only that that produce can get the price so that is also that has not been acted upon maybe because uh, mm, the post green revolution uh, that uh, after uh, now see in 1960s two DTs emerged one was soldier one was farmer the Jai Jawan Jai Kisan and that Lal Bahadur Shastri so in popular imagination that Manoj Bharat Kumar that dirty and that all that so and that also in popular psyche there is a, a glorification of the farmer of course he's not a moral organism he makes a lot of mistakes and agriculture by the very nature of it is a risky business mm. so he has to incur all the risks that any other business has so but india being a welfare state the state has to cover for all his risks so some uh, now other businessmen don't get or some get uh, that cover so <laughs> <laughs> so that 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 is one thing that uh, you can uh, and the outrage is sometimes also in that in urban psyche the farmer the andata is a moral organism so the outrage is sometimes also shaped by that but i would not that's a different issue yeah, but, yes but yeah. i think the point you're making that how much violence there was we didn't carry those but i mm. shared the whatsapp videos we had got of i was told that they are from you know the location yeah yeah that, I, which I, were I, which were pretty i mean it was from one was inside the bus there's i think there's a family and there's a woman saying roko in and they were throwing so the people inside the bus and 
shattered windows and you know women and children screaming and then outside there was another video of the bus being set on fire i'm hoping it wasn't the same bus and if it was those people had come out by then so surely like anand says it's not a moral organism who are doing you know the kind of protest that those buddhist monks did in new york where they set themselves on fire one by one vietnam yeah uh, so uh, but you know here is if i can just add one thing which is that we are this is this is uh, sadly this is the shape of things to come mm. because we've entered into this era of competitive loan waiver mm. okay bjp promised this i mean earlier upa did it i think before that uh, and people have analyzed i think uh, it's a frankest 95% of farmers actually pay their loan so this loan waiver is for 5% and up has done it now and maharashtra uh, you know this whole mm, protest exactly. and this thing was because of loan waiver today rajasthan the farmers are saying we're going to go on a protest if you don't waive loans and also so it's not a long term solution to what the real problem is it is an impossible is. thing no, the rbi chief is saying look this is this is ridiculous sure, but i think the long term solution is crop insurance insurance yes and in the insurance the model of insurance like the the market may have kind of incorporated that model but insurance is socialism basically what is what is it all of us put money in and when one of us needs it we get it that's i mean that's what insurance um, is to put it simply mm, except that no. you that is what it is insurance is nothing but a socialized you know emergency mechanism pool that we are creating it's like what else is insurance we all put money in and when one of us falls ill we have access to it in its fundamental it is a socialized system of financing a particular group's misfortune that's what it is so well somebody is making a profit out of absolutely, it absolutely but in its fundamental structure and it's competitive yes but in its fundamental structure that's what it is so i think anyway that there is merit on that of course in our country not just in our country in america also what um, insurance and medicine has done and i myself have been the victim of it when i shattered my wrist i will not get into that but yeah hospitals uh, and insurance companies can but luckily i knew madhu so she rescued me <laughs> but if i didn't know her i would have a a tear wrist with i don't uh, want to know how you shattered your wrists are i fell down yeah acha okay that's uh, simple <laughs> <laughs> okay i'll just uh, just be prepared i'm coming back to the issue of pro khalistan slogans and golden temple if you can quickly go into that and if anyone has a view cuz i want to share an article on this on trumps walking out of the paris agreement and what it means or doesn't mean and i have a parallel to draw on the ndtv case here so while you guys think about that i'll quickly uh, go over this email from tarun chandrayan hi newsline team i'm a subscriber and i must say last two weeks without madhu have been very chaotic on nl hafta especially last week i did not find discussion going in any direction four five people speaking simultaneously <laughs> believe me listening on the earphone is very irritating my otherwise favorite manisha was very silent and when she spoke she was not fluent at all she was using lots of like you know mm, whatever yeah etc sorry <laughs> yeah she was like that she was like uh, what's that film clueless alicia silverstone whatever you know the screams and she was even no. making that w with a finger whatever like that she was doing <laughs> anand was almost rude to me here don't know if there's some history there i don't was think I? our anand was rude to me here anand mm. is always rude 
Uh, holding forth on either of the two issues that I spoke about. Anything else you want to talk about? Yes, the uh, Operation Blue Star anniversary. My uh, now now uh, it would uh, sub-nationalist currents in India would not die. India is a nation in making, and uh, mm, sub-nationalism um, is something that uh, you can find under current of it not only in Khalis uh, Punjab or. even you see indian psyche is quasi uh, quasi racial so uh, rickshaw wala in delhi is uh, invariably a bihari mm. so and with uh, bc and mc prefix and suffix so uh, i have lived uh, my fellow biharis being abused on the streets of delhi for last 20 years right so there is a sub nationalist current in in me also so uh mm, you want azad bihar of course i would do if it, it can be it, it it has a better history than india oh so, oh my god ban jai maharashtra so anyway so uh but this uh, khalistan slogan shouting is uh, ritualistic it will, it will not uh, means uh, of course it's ceremonial uh, 20, uh, that uh, 25th anniversary of uh, the operation blue star mm. so what 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 can say yeah in fact in my locality where i say there are a lot of refugee punjabis whenever there's some guru gobind singh whatever birthday hmm. <laughs> what do you say gurpurab so whenever there's a gurpurab incidentally guru govind singh was born in patna yeah exactly yes yeah i know anyway so whenever there's a gurpurab procession i have uh, i hear these uh, khalistan and also bindrawala really? yeah on in the delhi? loudspeakers yeah in delhi in the locality amazing and they have this whole uh, they have even bindrawala ke posters and all wow but it's very uh, It's very hate Punjabi, so I think most people don't get it. So everyone's like, "Ah, party." Yeah, but I can I can figure out with certain you know words that they are saying pro Khalistani. Because mm. I also have these Pahadi Pandeys from Uttarakhand <laughs> <laughs> in my locality. And when Har Mahadev, <laughs> I don't know where on okay, honestly. We don't know Har Mahadev. The thing is that no, you don't. I, no. uh, what's what's your clarion call? We just chill. उट एवरी वन रिमेम्बर्स 
what happened to tamils in the 60s yeah, in maharashtra in, in bombay i mean you know bala saab tagre uthao lungi bajao phungi you know and people accepted that jai maharashtra ab tak jai maharashtra bolne ka before you say anything yeah, that's true so i just uh, one is of course bindra wale's posters if you go to amritsar they are everywhere man you can buy them outside the golden like che yeah she goera basically is the she goera of india well <laughs> my god <laughs> considering i have she goera poster up in my why do you think i, I said I, it <laughs> i wouldn't like i wouldn't like the comparison but uh, anyway I, i'll be aware that sekhar gupta does not write his repetitive piece that when in when i was covering operation blue star <laughs> so <laughs> uh, means uh, oh he writes uh, he recycles every year every before leaving indian express he took the liberty of uh, take, uh, writing it uh, a full page means 25 years liberty ha means as a farewell gift i think right okay now you know on trump so i heard this podcast on what it means of him basically backtracking or walking out of the climate agreement paris climate agreement it actually means nothing because even by the law they can only walk out by 2022 is when the process of them not sticking to whatever they were. secondly it is not binding this was just mm. kind of road map right thirdly it did not go through the senate i think in obama it was executive order trump was executive order the point this piece was making is that this even Ob- uh, trump knows means nothing it is just serving his base dekho isne bola tha kar dikhaya that i am fighting for you guys i'm not fighting for them abhinandan i disagree huh? i think it has an amazing it's going to have an amazing repercussion it's going to destroy whatever little semblance of respectability scientists including nasa including mm. all you know a, a lot of world scientists from europe and america have proven that climate change exists but anand so this guy individual organi- individual corporations and counties and states are saying we will abide by what was what what we were supposed to cut down on the missions we were supposed to cut down on yeah, from google how, to exxon to pitsburg how does it work because the president has an executive order sure. the president can actually you know it's all very well for philadelphia mayor to say look i'm going to abide by mm. this tomorrow if uh, 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 you know some crony of trump wants to put up a coal plant in philadelphia and philadelphia mayor says no you can't actually uh, i don't know how the federal law there works honestly but i, I just what i got from that it was a 40 minute podcast we should put up the link that it doesn't have a material difference except that it caters to his base which he's doing and why i think that's similar to the ndtv cases i don't think this raid has any impact like jaggi has said in the suraj piece as a case it's very weak but it caters to the base that people are happy dekho salit sursido seculars ko maza cha kha diya but it doesn't really do anything anyway that was my two bit on this <laughs> <laughs> my my and but you know again on trump it's just unbelievable how every day now uh, i don't know whether you heard uh, comey the ex fbi director's transcripts no i didn't so clearly trump was asking him to leave uh, you know the person who was ultimately sacked i forget that person's name flin yeah michael flin flin, flin mm. alone So that he is justified yeah, as much. Yeah, and Comey said that normally I have never written down uh, my conversations that I've had with presidents before, mm. but in Trump's case, I felt there was a need. So immediately after I had a meeting with him, I rushed to my uh, cab or car outside and started writing it down. 
Now, there's absolutely no trust between, and, uh, you know, yesterday we had um, the Senate hearing. Uh, I forget the, the person who stood for uh, president, I think, last or year before last, who was a war veteran as well. Um, John McCain. John McCain. Mm. John McCain interviewing. And it seems Washington Post has published, you know, basically everything you wanted to know about, uh, uh, you know, the, the conversations and everything. And he was asking, and he, he called it an Orwellian state. You know, now for a Republican senator say uh, to say that uh, openly, I think it's, uh, so I don't know, many people were actually were saying when Trump became the president that within a year, uh, he would be impeached. Yeah, I'd, you know, either he'll completely destroy America or he'll be impeached. So before I read the last email and wind up, anyone has anything value of value to add or anything you want to think about or talk about, please <coughs> get ready. Anand, I know he wanted to clarify one thing on Hafta for a piece that you wrote that uh, for the hafta that you wanted to say kacha papad pakka papad but actually you said pakka papad kacha papad what was re- that uh, regarding uh, the effect of gst on bureaucracy i meant that the sales tax uh, bureaucracy in states should be more empowered uh, rather than the custom and excise officials at the center but i said the other way around inverter so, yeah so that's it so uh, so yeah, in case you guys are wondering, that is what Anand just reversed the order of things he wanted to say. This letter is from Swapnil. Hi, NL team. I'm a news journalist subscriber and a big fan of Hafta. I'm writing to suggest you to discuss India's absence at the China One Border, One Road event. Oh yeah, we didn't. Have we discussed this at all in Hafta? No. In fact, my recommendation this week is on this. Uh, Sri Lanka has kind of welcomed this actually. Has it? Yeah. Okay. Yesterday. China's one border, one road event and its implication in a hafta discussion. I know it's old news, but I have waited through past three haftas episodes for any panelists to bring up this topic. I have written it. Uh, I have written the, in the review of the foreign policy. I have dealt with it briefly. Okay. So Swapnil, there is a piece on this by our very own soft spoken Anand Vardhan. But today my recommendation is a podcast on exactly this. I do not expect, uh, I go back to Swapnil's mail. He says, I do not expect TV media to pick up real issues with economic geographic implications over peacock sex, <laughs> but I have much higher expectations from you guys. I know you have published pieces on this topic on your website. Okay, he's read that already. However, an article has a single point of view. In contrast, a Hafta discussion brings in some other angles to most queries. You hosted Mihir in 122, who has also written an article on this topic. You have in the past involved some of the best policy analysts to discuss India's global policies. I'm talking about the series by Biraj Swain on glo- Global Summits. I'm unable to fathom why this topic never made the cut. If you've already did discuss in Hafta and I missed it, I'm really sorry. Let me know the episode number so I can check it out. If for some reason you think this should not, cannot be discussed, at least mention the reason why. Big thank you to all your hard work, Swapnil. Thank you, Swapnil, for writing in. And thank you for taking us off on this. Some things, sometimes we get so caught up in critiquing the m- big media that we end up doing what they're doing. Um, I'll... My recommendation today, sorry, if I may continue, gentlemen, lady. My recommendation today is a podcast on this. The link is below. On this ribbon, kya kehte hai, road, what are they calling it? Obor. Obor. Uh, it's, 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 I think, 15 or 20 minute podcast. It talks about various angles of this, of how it will cut the, um, one particular stretch it will cut from a two day journey to, I think, an eight hour journey or, or something of the sort. Uh, the only thing is it is going to pass through some Taliban areas. I don't know how they'll keep it safe. Um, and the big thing for me, I read this in a small blog and I, why, why I mentioned this is that when Lehman happened in 2008, before Bear Stearns shut down, I had actually offloaded my portfolio before that 
बिकॉज आई स्टार्टेड रीडिंग दीज लिटिल पीसेज विच एट दैट टाइम पार्टनर प्रशांत शो मी बॉस क्रैश आ रहा है क्रैश आ रहा है मुझे कुछ अकल वकल तो थी नहीं इसकी इसे देख वो बोल रहा है इस ब्लॉग में वो बोल रहा है वो बोल रहा है फिर पॉल क्रूगमन स्टार्ट राइटिंग मैंने सब बेच बाज दिया जब क्रैश आया मुझे बड़ी सुकून मिला मैं तो जीनियस निकला तो मैं एक बात बताऊं कि औरों के उस पर जो है नहीं मतलब मैं मैं बच गया औरों का दिवाला निकल गया और अभिनंदन की दिवाली हो गई दिवाली हो गई नो बट एक्चुअली सीरियसली द थिंग कमिंग टू दिस वॉज दैट दैट पॉडकास्ट टॉक्स अबाउट एज इज इन चाइना यू डोंट नो मच अबाउट हाउ द फाइनेंस वर्क इट्स ओपेक टू ऑफ द स्टेट ओन बैंक अराउंड द होक फॉर थिंक फोर्टी सेवन बिलियन डॉलर्स दे हैव अंडर रिटर्न फाइनेंस दिस रोड so if something were to happen those banks could sink and considering the amount of bonds us treasuries china holds it i mean it it just connected one small blog post i had written and what this whole uh, podcast spoke about the amount of money spent by the chinese on this road i was wondering agar is road ka kuch matlab out of the ordinary ho gaya and it doesn't do all that it is supposed to do doesn't get completed are we looking at another domino effect but otherwise that's a fantastic podcast on telling you what all this connects the insane amount of money that is being put on it and uh, it also talks about india not being enthusiastic about it but they have done what international press does they said india to is insecure so they haven't really gone into the details of why we are not so enthusiastic so if anyone has any other views please give that has the very typical western view just giving you the heads up yeah it means uh, one uh, reason is that uh, uh, apart from the optics it uh, has underpinning of it, it would be a kind of diplomatic acceptance of chinese hegemonic presence in the region yeah so you once you uh, are part of it you are out of the regional hegemonic game so india does not want to close that option I means uh, uh it is still has a self perception of a regional power and has some uh hopes of big powers supporting it to take on china even if the fight is quite quite disproportionate means it's not an equal fight but uh, it would be an acceptance of i at the cost of repeating the chinese hegemonic presence because the infrastructural uh layout of obor is such that the china is the linchpin yes mm. yes correct so on that note can we wind up for the day manisha you have anything to add no so i highly recommend people read manisha's piece i think it's a really well written piece on this whole ndtv saga and uh, yeah that in thanks. fact that was going to be one of my recommendations but now it is your you recommendation so i think yeah just okay. now reading it yeah. well, so uh, and include uh, arunav our old colleague arunav's Sakya piece on arunav, yeah on arunav and krishan i think krishan, the, yeah. like an, krishan is like an ndtv beat reporter i think right <laughs> he's reported so much on ndtv for him but so a very good piece in that caravan do pay to keep news free uh, you know when the public pays the public is served when address be address served i keep trying to stress this point so all you mufat khors who are listening to this in the free chota hafta pay little money listen to the full hafta and do pay to keep news free uh, so i would like to start with this podcast the link below on um chinese road project and one more recommendation i have uh, and i i know both the anands will enjoy it it is called american socrates the life and mind of 
Noam Chomsky. Uh-huh. Now, <laughs> and they play some old debates of his. <clears throat> I find him a very fascinating and extremely intelligent man. I must say, I don't agree necessarily with all he says. I think he does paint an extreme and dire picture of everything, as does Miss Roy, who he considers a very good friend. But what I find fascinating in the Western media is that whenever Indian thinkers are spoken of, Arundhati Roy comes up, and increasingly they look at India, and here I will agree with Anand Vardhan, that they have taken the extreme scenario of how much under threat our freedom of speech is. Like they talk about Modi and the Hindu nationalism of India. So if I weren't living in India and I heard that podcast, I would think Turkey, India, same, same. I'm wondering... When I hear about Turkey, is the same thing happening? No, it is because you go by facts. No? I mean, Turkey, they have arrested no, have 7,000 university have, professors. Yeah. They have changed the, now the constitution. They've done all those That's things. That's true. Yeah. Very viable facts. Yeah, so, you know, so anyway, but it's a very interesting thing. And also because I think... Plus the, the president of Turkey has said, there is, I hate this thing of moderate Islam. Islam is Islam. There is nothing like moderate Islam. Well, to be honest, that argument can be given by enough of our thinkers here of you know, the Yogi Adityanaths of the world and many spokespersons of the party. And I'm not talking about a fringe sitting, you know, MP lawmakers, including ministers of state who say that Hinduism, everyone's a Hindu, whether you like it or not. But yeah, it's interesting also because I like how Chomsky doesn't raise his voice no matter what he's saying. You know, and they play, they play some old debates of his where the guy opposite him is saying, and this general talking such rubbish and nonsense. Or in one drone, he just carries on. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good podcast. <laughs> it's actually really difficult to watch his interviews here yeah, about Chomsky it's because it's really like a drone. Uh, He's really like... Uh, and the voice uh, crackles. Means, like a, uh, <laughs> as a professor yeah. of uh, linguistics, he has uh, mastered phonetics. So, yes. so he, he equal, equalizer is inbuilt somehow. No, I mean, I, I, there are many things about Chomsky that I agree, you know, I agree with him on. Uh, and for very long, of course, he's a fan of Castro and like you, Guevara. Yes. So, uh, uh, you know, he said many things that, as I said, I agree on. But one thing I've been trying to find scholarly evidence of that I found once, but then I, uh, you know, not, uh, not corroborated was that he did not criticize Pol Pot enough. Now that I want to, I no, want to ask. Apart from that, to, also uh, his imperialist conspiracy theories are overruled sometimes. Yeah, that's no? I think he goes over the top uh, one. Uh, everything it's, is so everything is a conspiracy, imperialism, is, neo-imperialism. This all fancy words and. So <laughs> let's start. Anand Vardhan, do you have any recommendations? Yes, for the yes, week? yes, yes, yes. Uh, there is a book on Indian railways that Vivek Devroy has written. Uh, along with his co-authors Vidya Krishnamurti and one Sanjay Chadha. Uh, it's an uh, Indian Railways uh, uh, weaving the te- national tapestry. And uh, uh, it's, a, it's a book uh, that was waiting to be written about the impact of Indian Railways on, on the society and the way, uh, the way we think about distance, its impact on culture, and a lot of things. When he was working with uh, the Railways uh, Reforms uh, Committee, he developed an interest in railways. And it's a very fascinating book. 
maybe because I am fascinated with railways. Is it is a new one? Yes, he. It was published in February 2017, and it's a unique book of it. I mean, of its kind, and it was waiting to be written. I thought I would write it. So too late. So yes, because too late, and nobody would publish if I write. So that's all. So you write, so we'll talk about it. So second is uh, though I don't agree with his views, but uh, uh, and the piece in question is uh, not about debatable issues. General Panag on News Laundry has written about his childhood years. Hmm. I think in 1950s and 60s. Yeah, growing up in a uh-huh. Panag. So it, it's a very good piece, very uh, with clarity of expression, and I am. uh means uh, life in 50s and 60s something so i am very interested in knowing first hand accounts of that and he has written it with rare clarity of thought and described little things so it's a very good piece very well written you know general yeah. panag is uh, one of those people who very different on twitter than in, in uh, yeah. yeah so that, that is one and the third one is a piece in a spectator by roser sport he has written that uh, what is post truth it is nonsense and something that i have always said that there is nothing called post truth politics has always been post truth so uh, he uh, he has uh, articulated a lot of things that i think about anyway okay Thank you, Mr. Vardhan. Oh, sorry, Mr. Ranganathan. <laughs> no, I have two recommendations. One is that if uh, if Republic is through with this dire wire business, I have another. Uh, I recommend a piece that they can pick up and outrage for the next two days. This is a piece in uh, Washington Post written by Barkha. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you know, I. What is it? It is like an offering of cauliflower with dynamite sticks embedded in it. And what why, essentially? Why West is neglecting Kashmir? <laughs> sorry. offering a cauliflower with a diamond what is it about so it is about the kashmir thing and mm. she says a couple of things one is that that the world has neglected kashmir is largely to do with the success of indian diplomacy and, and economy also and economy so basically what she's trying to say i mean there kind of uh, you know kind of insinuate that the success of indian diplomacy has led to something i mean it's 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 throwing the indian diplomacy in a negative light and mm. the, it closes with that unless india and pakistan go into a limited war the world will not take notice of kashmir nice. so i mean i had to re- first read the lines then read so what was between the lines and you know basically she is doing what arnab is doing except she is doing it with slightly more sophistication so agar, agar lado, lado, lado. tremendous sophistication <laughs> i tell you it was a tremendously fiendishly clever piece aur agar ye arnab ne pad liya so i'm telling you dire wire is nothing compared to but he'll to, say war yes war he'll be happy yeah in fact yeah he <laughs> has also taken that arundhati roy line of thought that i was yeah. going to say that what, that uh, that uh, investments investors are interested in india mm. so that so uh, so the foreign governments don't rake it up manisha sure? sorry the second rec- quick recommendation was so this was one was barkha second was this uh, couple of papers have been published in last week's nature uh, which are going to turn what we think of human evolution upside down so up till now they've said that uh, the earliest humans have been from ethiopia Uh, 150 to 200,000 years old. Now they found in a Moroccan mine 
um, remains, skeletal remains of humans that are 300,000 years old. And mm. what they predict is that they were actually so well spread out across Africa that it was very easy for them to actually, you know, migrate to other continents. So that's a fantastic. Okay. The, the, so the evolution of humans in other continents earlier was thought that, you know, they were, the evolution was quite complete before they migrated. So that is that perception is going to change, which is really fantastic. I I think there's a Guardian piece that elucidates the you know these two papers in Nature. Do read that. Hmm. Manisha. Um. So uh, Krishan's piece on Reliance, uh, Reliance. Well, Reliance also. NDTV, <laughs> and it's most most. Isn't uh, that one and the same thing? Yeah, mm. sort of. And Arunabs and my piece. So just in case you're interested in the NDTV read uh, raids, read these. I read a really nice, wonderful, offensive piece in offensive for North Indians in Economic Times on Sunday. Why does Kerala beef get North India's goat? I thought it was really cleverly written. It starts off with cow is meat, not mother. For many Malayalis, this is the delicious deep fried truth. And which is so true. <laughs> I learned that from a Malayali friend. But uh, yeah, that's my recommendation. All right. So I do hope uh, you enjoyed this hafta. Write in with your comments. Leave the abuse in the... Twitter timelines or elsewhere. World is changing. And here's the song for today. It is dedicated to Rahul Gandhi who shoved a cop aside and tried to run away on a motorcycle when there were about a million people standing in front of him. Uh, I don't know where he thought the motorcycle would go. But well tried. So do join us again, right in your critique on contact at newsline.com thank you for joining us and remember pay to keep news free because on the public page the public is served thank you thank you all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel Oh,